It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, Bears fans, to this Thursday edition of the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app, use promo code CHGO when you sign up. And what is going on, everybody? As I mentioned, it is Thursday. It is known as the CHGO Audible Day, our weekly in-depth game preview. Of course, all aimed to make you the most informed Bears fan on game day. Nick, how's it going, man? How you feeling after happy hour last night? I know we've been battling some illness, and honestly, I'm feeling great. And I thought last night was a lot of fun with our diehards doing a CHGO Bears happy hour. for. Uh, it turned into like a happy two hours, which is tremendous. It- it did, and it didn't feel like two hours, Will, because we were having such a great time with everyone that was able to tune in and, you know, just discuss Bears football. We talked about a lot of different things. It was a lot of fun, though. So if you want to be a part of that, you got to be a part of our diehard, uh, you know, just the subscription that we have here with CHGO. You get so many great perks, and, you know, those those happy hours are just a good time for us to know you, for you to know us on a more personal level. And just have a really good time. It's like, again, happy hour at a bar, but just do doing it virtually. So definitely look into that if you want to be a part of that for next time. I think my favorite part was towards the end when we all kind of went one by one and kind of shared our stories of how we became Bears fans and like why they're important to our lives. And mm-hmm. I thought that was tremendous. So definitely join, become, become a diehard, and uh, you can definitely – partake in the next event it's on zoom it's a real personal like intimate setting with us here adam was on karma was on for a bit same with greg so definitely check it out but nick we have a game to preview here we're only down to you know our final three game previews for the season starting with the bills here today we're gonna share our weekly x factors the keys to success on both sides of the ball who has the edge or bold predictions brought to you by green ridge farm and a whole lot more and of course if you have any bears questions throw them in the chat we love to answer those at the end of the show steven is producing in the back end and he'll be starring those up put them in a queue so we can pull them up at the end but nick to kind of get things started bears bills you know what time it is what's the one liner this week frigid temperature that's that's the one liner here and i thought it was cold last week well we were both there at soldier field uh, for that Eagles game, but this is going to be a whole nother animal as as the Bears and Bills are about to play in a game that I think may end up being one of the coldest in, in Bears history. We'll see exactly how it plays out on, on Saturday, but frigid temperatures there, Will. Yeah, it is uh, frigid to say the least, and you're right. Like I was talking, I did a guest spot yesterday, and we we're talking about the weather. And I was mentioning like how layered I was with a parka on, 
and it was like 20 degrees outside yet the wind was still slicing through all those layers and it's supposed to be a whole nother level of cold here on saturday i almost said sunday uh, but it's saturday <laughs> a little out of the ordinary uh, but we we got this uh, for me my one-liner is uh, another week another measuring stick here for the bears so just like the Eagles, right? They were a team that we kind of learned some lessons about the Bears. And really, the Bears played pretty well considering the opponent. And I think outperformed most people's expectations. So it's just another really good opponent for the Bears to utilize as a measuring stick as they try to figure out what kind of identity they want to have moving forward into 2023. Uh, but those were our one-liners. Let's get into our keys to success here this week. And Nick, you're up first. Offense key number one, what is it? Yeah, when we're looking at this matchup going on the offense, I think the Bears just need to use their running backs in this matchup, especially because you're getting Khalil Herbert back, which is a big part of what the Bears are doing when they had that, that trio of Justin Fields, Herbert, and Montgomery, utilizing all their different skill sets. But it's nice to have a guy like that who was having uh, success on the ground, a part of those bigger runs that you would see, those explosive runs. And in this one, you saw. For, for the Bears going into his matchup with the Bills, last week Raheem Mostert was breaking off some bigger runs against that Bills defense in Buffalo. So, you know, they, they obviously run that Shanahan type of offense with the with the Miami Dolphins, but that outside zone, you're going to see a lot of that, obviously, from the Chicago Bears as well. So use those backs, use them all to their capabilities, especially with how cold it's going to be on Saturday. I would like to see Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery, um, I don't know about the other two guys, at Evans and, and Ebner, but definitely use those guys along with Justin Fields' ability to create plays, um, you know, on the ground. And then I think you can have a good complimentary of just rushing the ball against a Bills defense that, you know, was missing some tackles there too uh, in that in that win against the Miami Dolphins. So I think if you do that, the Bears will be right on schedule with what they want to do offensively. Wow, look at us. You had utilized the backs, use the backs. My first key is ground and pound. What do you know? We're both looking at the Bears to lean heavily on a running game, and it makes a lot of sense. It's the Bears' strength. It's what they do better than any other team in football. Heck, it's what they do more than any other team in football, and it's just run the damn ball. <clears throat> and it's not always easy against this Bills defense. Uh, there's nine games this season where they've allowed less than 100 yards. Uh, but there's also five games in which they've allowed 147 yards or more uh, on the ground. And you mentioned that big gashing game that Mostert had against this defense last week for Miami. The one, I think, interesting thing to note, so I was digging into like some of the next-gen stats about this, and I found out that Mostert did not face a single stacked box in the entirety of the game. And that's mm. probably going to be a little bit different here this week for that Bills defense because you – would imagine right that they would feel more comfortable stacking the box against the bears than he would against the dolphins with waddle and tyree kill so they're going to be a little bit more aggressive when it comes to stopping the bears on the ground but that doesn't mean that the bears can't find success with all of the weapons that you just mentioned khalil herbert coming back i think is a huge boost for this team obviously when he was healthy alongside montgomery and fields like that three-headed monster in the backfield was something that opponents had to prepare for. And even if they did, good luck stopping multiple games of over 200 yards or more on the ground. And having all three back should really just help maybe get back to those ways. So I'm right there with you, Nick. Ground and pound. And 
Uh, how excited are you about Herbert coming back here? Because there was a point you know, a few weeks ago, we didn't know if he'd return this season or not. And luckily, we'll get to see him again. And uh, as I mentioned, I think he's a very vital part uh, for this offense success this week and really most weeks. No, it's going to be good to see him because I think these last three games are important with what the Bears maybe want to do at the running back position you know, for, for next season. And I know that the Bears have seen a lot of great things from Herbert already, but just to finish it off, and not that David Montgomery's not capable of being that workhorse because we've seen it and we've, we've known that he's capable of it, but it's good to have they're, – they're a little bit of a different style runners, right? Like Khalil Herbert, I would say – you know, has been a part of those bigger plays. So it's going to be nice to have him in the backfield with a compliment to David Montgomery's running style. So it's going to be a big addition for what they want to do offensively. And now kind of moving on to my my second key, and this really, I, this could be a key for the whole entire season with the Bears offense, but it's get the ball out quick. And it's not so much about what the Buffalo Bills bring, it's but what the Bears are going to probably have on the offensive line. And mm-hmm. we don't even know at that point. Um, there's a bunch of guys that are injured, and I'm going to actually talk about in my third key as well. But getting the ball out quick in this one, I think, is going to be key for for Justin Fields' health. To be completely honest, well, with those temperatures, look, if you're taking a hit and being driven into the ground, which should be a flag, and I hope that Justin Fields goes up to the refs and still is asking to get those personal foul penalties that he deserves, um, that's just going to be added, you know, things that he has to deal with throughout the entirety of what is going to be a very, very cold game, but. You don't know what your offensive line is going to look like. You don't know how the guy, the whatever the front five that goes up there on Sunday is going to communicate and how they're actually going to play together. So you need to be able to, if you're Luke Getze, call up some things that are going to give you some yardage, even if it's four to five yards on first down. You'll take that if it's not running the football. So getting the ball out quick against a a Buffalo Bills defensive front that is more experienced. I think it's Greg um, is it Rousseau. Uh, only the two-year player. Other than that, they have a bunch of guys that just have a bunch of experience. They know how to run those twists, those stunts that have given the Bears fits up front, and you're adding that onto what is going to be a makeshift offensive line. Like You're asking for bad things to happen there. So get the ball out quick to whatever receivers you have available in this one. So we still have to wait on that as well, but that's going to be a key for me going into this matchup. I like it a lot, and I think it ties into my second key pretty well. Uh, if they're going to get the ball out quick, an uh, area of the field in which they can find, I would say, relatively easy production would be in the slot. So my second key is to work that slot, uh, Teron Johnson. So I was watching him in Buffalo, and I noticed, like, man, he's targeted a ton. He's giving up a lot of catches uh, in these games. Like, So I had to go look at the numbers, and so far this year, uh, explicitly while he's in slot coverage, he's allowed 50 catches, 513 yards, 262 of those came after the catch uh, and four touchdowns. So he is someone that the bears can look to target in that secondary. And, and I think find some easy yards. And again, I'll use easy in quotes because it's the NFL. It's difficult even against a defense like the bills to find quote easy yards, but at, at least this does give them a, a pretty good matchup to do so. And it doesn't matter if it's, Dante Pettis or Pringle or if Webster's playing again, like the Bears, Cole Komet, they move a lot of players in and out of the slot inside and out. And we've heard about that 
you know, player uh, position interchangeability and just being positionless uh, really since the new regime kind of started. And we, we've seen that too. So it could be a plethora of guys. I don't have one specific bear that I say, oh, that's the guy to put in the slot every single down. They're going to move guys uh, inside out. But whoever Johnson's covering uh, should be one of your very first reads, I think, because he's been giving up a lot of production this season. Hey, any matchups the Bears can try to exploit, they definitely should will, especially, you know, given the the lack of players that the Bears are going to have on their yeah. offense. They need, to, they need to take advantage of that. Really quickly, before I get to my third key, I see Troll Executioner over here. Do the head coaches have an opportunity to speak to the referee staff prior to the games in order to voice any concerns? Maybe this is a silly question, but I'm asking because I don't know. They definitely do have an opportunity. The referees are out there, and you'll see coaches, players even go up to the refs just at random times. Um but I would say if you're Matt Eberflus, why not like make it an emphasis? Like, hey, uh, my quarterback took some hits last week. Let's let's see. Like, just monitor that. Just watch out for it. And what really bothered me last week is Ndamukong Sue. It was on the second offensive drive in the game in the first quarter. No flag was thrown. But yeah, no, no doubt yeah. they can definitely speak to the refs and just make just let it be known. Just put it out there. Put it out into the universe. But uh, <laughs> moving on. Getting on to uh, my third key, and I kind of alluded to it in, in the last one here, but it is going to be communication. Well, this can go for not only the new players that are going to be on the offensive line and playing in different spots, because already this week you've had Alex Leatherwood, Larry Borum, and even Riley Reef practicing on the inside at those guard positions. And Tevin Jenkins, after being limited uh, in his first practice, yesterday he did not practice with that neck injury. So we'll see when the injury report comes out, uh, probably in a little bit today, what the status is for those offensive linemen. But communication between the front five is going to be huge. And that also goes with Justin Fields trying to communicate, again, if they're going to change a play, does he do any of that with new guys at different positions? That goes to the, the, to the wide receivers that are going to be new. There's a lot of newness in mm-hmm. week 16 for the Bears offense, which you know you would want to hopefully have uh, consistency up to that point, but the Bears are going to be far from that in this one. So just being on the same page. Once Luke Getze gives a play call to Justin, Justin relays that to the 10 other guys in the huddle. Everyone needs to know what they are doing because you can't have, um what was it, three penalties within the first minute, 20 seconds yeah. of the last Bears game. <laughs> you can't have that anymore. Everyone needs to be on the same page, needs to be able to know their assignment, execute it like Matt Eberflus always talks about. And if you can limit those self-inflicted penalties, mistakes, you're going to obviously give yourself a better chance to sustain drives. So that's going to be a big one communication. And we'll see if the bears can be better at it this week than they were last week. Who do you think it's going to fall mostly on? Does it fall more on number one and Justin to make sure everyone out there is on that same page. And I guess in some ways make his job pre-snap a little bit more difficult than it really should be at this stage of the season. I think, man, it, it might be, I would say, yeah, definitely Justin. And look, yeah, Matty Reflux has talked about his leadership abilities, right? How much they've grown. So he knows this offense better than anybody. And even if new guys are coming in, it's just relaying the message effectively. And everything becomes a little tougher. And maybe I'm overblowing this in the cold and frigid temperatures. But I don't know about you, Will, but trying to do basic functions in any type of weather like that, it's like, becomes that much more difficult but i think it does fall on justin uh to just relay that message effectively 
Yeah, and Mustafer too. I see that from Hendricks in the mm-hmm. chat. Would be another yes. player that's going to have to step up up front for that offensive line to get everyone on assignment and making sure they're if they do any checks that they recalibrate appropriately. That's a really good call down there too. But no, I'm with you, Nick. Uh, with when it comes to that weather, it was times yesterday when we did our like one minute thing down on the field after the game, like just even thinking about what was it we have to say like that got difficult let alone you know play football at its highest level my final key for offense this week though uh pretty simple easier said than done but just finish in those critical moments because that's what matt Eberflus called them last week after the game those critical moments and last week the bears failed to execute on that and put up points uh, when they were put in good field position from their defense off of turnovers and their inability to score in those prime spots was a big reason why the Bears ended up losing that game, whether it's punting on a possession in which you start at the Eagles 25, uh, fumble when you were given the ball at the 40, unable to score after two of the three turnovers caused by the defense, uh, you went three and out on offense is uh, when Dylan Johnson had that great PBU on AJ Brown to force that turnover on downs. And then your response on offense was a three and out. Like you can't do all of those things and expect to beat good football teams. So if the bears defense this week somehow kind of keeps their advantageous streak alive and get some of those turnovers again, the bears need to put some points up out there, do some complimentary football execute in these critical moments. And if not, like I said, it's pretty damn near impossible uh, to win a team, uh, beat a team like Buffalo, just like it would have been last week uh, against the Eagles. Any final thoughts on offense before we switch over to defense, Nick? I think the big thing here is like, you want to force this Buffalo bills defense to make routine tackles. I didn't see that enough in Buffalo against the Miami dolphins. So when Khalil Herbert gets that second level, David Montgomery, or they're facing one-on-one with the linebacker, I think this is going to be a big opportunity for those running backs to make people miss and force those guys to make secure uh, squared-up tackles because I I didn't see enough of that in that uh, Miami Dolphins win when they beat them. So maybe that's where an area where the Bears can actually exploit them there. Love it. Love it. Love it a lot. Let's move over to defense. I'll kind of kick things off here on this side of the ball. My first key this week be aggressive. Uh, and that's just the one thing you'll notice when you watch the Bills on offense is that they love to be aggressive and put defenses on their heels. They do this with tempo. They can do this with a good mix of run and pass to keep those defenses like of uncertain of what's coming their way. And when you have a talented group like Buffalo does, it's pretty easy to do these things. And they also spread the wealth. And, and that just gets exhausting for a defense to chase an offense all over the field. So instead of sitting back and allowing the Bills kind of to play their game, the Bears, they need to find a way to be the aggressor and be the the ones to smack them in the mouth early and often. Bring extra rushers, get Josh Allen uncomfortable. You just have to find ways to get it done. And this is just not a week, you know, sit back and react. Because if you do that, I guarantee They'll pick you apart on the ground. They'll pick you apart through the air and they'll keep you on your heels. And you'll have long sustained drive at one after another. And if that happens here in this game, again, it'll be difficult for the bears to win. So I want to see this defense come out firing and being aggressive. That's my first key here this week. Yeah, no, I definitely like that. Well, that's going to be huge in this one. My first key after re-watching that, that Bills-Dolphins game is really covering Dawson Knox at the tight end. 
did so much for for the Bills offense that game. Six receptions, 98 yards, and a touchdown. And really, that the middle of the field was a, a part where Dawson Knox was open, able to extend. When Josh Allen escaped the pocket, he was looking for his tight end. He was looking to complete a pass over that way. And there were a couple of times where he did have a couple drops, but he kept coming back to him. And now you don't have a Jack Sanborn. And you're already, obviously, down in the linebacker position. It's going to be a lot on those guys to try to cover uh, a guy that obviously uh, Josh Allen likes a lot, will throw to a lot, tr- will trust in a, a situation where maybe it's a, a jump ball in the back of the end zone. Like he's going to give him opportunities. So it's going to be a big matchup for the Buffalo Bills and whoever is placed on him, probably going to have that advantage, especially if you're talking about the linebackers. But that's going to be big in this one, Will. So, and obviously you mentioned Stefan Diggs and, there's, there's a lot of guys that they can probably go to on offense, but covering Knox is going to be one of my big priorities in this one. Yep. He's been a red zone threat. He is a threat on third downs, one of those security blanket types of guys. So a million percent. The Bears must find a way to kind of keep his impact uh, minimal here. Uh, my second key on defense, uh, it's one of those simple ones again, uh, gap discipline, right? Like things that should be preached every single day in practice, every single week, uh, because if the Bears want to slow down the rushing game of the Bills, they're going to have to maintain that gap discipline. That means holding your gap, making sure two players don't go into the same gap. Uh, you know, uh, Jaquan Brisker blitzing last week, which allowed Jalen Hurts that dropped the middle for a touchdown to be an easy one because he went to the wrong gap. Things happened, I get it, but this week's going to be very important uh, to reinstill that gap discipline for the bears uh, and also at the same time uh, on the edges right keeping the contain not getting sucked in uh, when you have a quarterback like josh allen who's a big body guy that can leave the pocket at any you know moment uh, notice uh, you want to make sure you're not chasing him around you want to contain him force him to stay in that pocket and of course he's a guy who can also beat you from the pocket so you just have to have good sound coverage maybe we'll get there uh, in a minute uh, but uh, on top of just not allowing him to be like a threat as a pure rusher, Nick, they need to make sure they don't give him any easy throws on the run because Josh Allen and his ability to throw in the run is really this top notch, one of the best in the league to do so. Very lethal while on the move and also rifling that football. So gap discipline it can help in a multitude of ways here this week. And, uh, you know, games are won and lost in the trenches. And, and if the Bears don't have any gap discipline here this week, uh, it's pretty much as bad as just missing tackles. It makes you pull your hair out, and the offenses are going to have you know, too easy of a time moving down the field. So that's my second key here this week. No doubt about it, Will. And speaking of Josh Allen, my second key is really pertain to him and strip that football. When you look at – just look at that game. There was a couple of times where Josh Allen, he did fumble once, and he almost lost another ball in that game, in that win against the Miami Dolphins. But on the season, he has seven – fumbles uh, which is tied for the most since he's had in 2019 so even though he's a very effective on the ground he will run you over or hurdle a defender he's not he's not scared of doing either one he's a very physical runner at, at the quarterback position but he will put the ball on the ground so for Matt Eberflus's defense for a defense that has preached and wants to see turnovers and they did so last week against the the Philadelphia Eagles right this is a good opportunity when he does break the pocket because it's going to happen when he gets an open field. Go for that football. See if you can cough it up and see if you can, you know, create a turnover, steal a possession from a Buffalo Bills offense that is 
you know, one in top five in scoring right now. So that's going to be big in this one. The Bears can replicate what they did against the Philadelphia Eagles. It was a five-point game. That That's how you make a close game against a superior opponent. You steal possessions. And so far this season, Josh Allen has put the ball on the ground. Seven fumbles, like I mentioned. So let's see if any of the guys in the secondary, defensive line, those linebackers can punch that football, get it on the ground, and recover it. And then, of course, go back to my last key in offense. The offense needs to finish in that situation and actually put points up on the board. And that's a good recipe right there, Nick. My final key uh, on defense, uh, I talked about gap discipline. Now it's time to talk about um, on-point coverage. Uh, we, Stephon Diggs, like, do I have to say any more than his name? Like, I, I doubt I do, but <laughs> we all know he's going to be a feature part of this offense. He's had a hell of a season, third in the NFL with 99 catches. Fourth at targets at 142 balls thrown his way. Third in receiving touchdowns with 10. He's just dangerous. And I'm curious to see how the Bears want to kind of approach this matchup. Because last week, it was Jalen Johnson who was following A.J. Brown all over the field. So do we have that same kind of strategy here this week? Or is it when Stephon Diggs goes into the slot, which he likes to do a lot, is that going to be Kyler Gordon's matchup? You know, Regardless of who it is, it's going to be a tough one, and they're going to have to be uh, on their A game in coverage. And even if you slow down Diggs, man, they have other weapons. Uh, you talked about Knox, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. They get the running backs involved, too. There's just a lot of different players that have been more than effective for this Bills offense here this year. And, you know, the Bears, as we know, they have been able to get a pass rush. We've seen it. We know it. So that just makes the coverage even more important here this week. The Bears, kind of like what Jalen Johnson said after the game last week, right? Like going punch for punch. It's, he's going to make sure they have to earn those uh, those catches. And it was a tough battle last week, even though the Eagles got a lot of yards. Could have been a lot more, but it was a real physical matchup on the outside. So, you know, the Bills, they're going to get them. They're going to make plays, but the Bears need to make sure that none of those are easy plays and they're not getting easy yards after the catch. So uh, a big one here to help with the lack of pass rush is on point coverage. No doubt about it. Well, and that kind of goes into my last key. And I, again, I mentioned this too in, in the, the my first one, but that middle of the field, it's not just Dawson Knox at, will exploit that area of the field for this uh, for this uh, Bills offense, but it's multiple guys. Stephon Diggs will be over there. I think it was even the running back, Cook, had, had a catch over the middle. But it's even more important because you don't have a guy like Jack Sanborn. You're going to have to rely on backup linebackers now to kind of fill that void in this, this uh, cover two defense that the Bears will ultimately play for, I think, a majority of this game. So it's going to be an important area right there, and it – becomes even tougher when you have a quarterback that can extend plays that can also extend your coverage and have you, you know, really be disciplined and where you're supposed to be. And it only becomes stress when you have to do that for a longer period of time. So um, it's going to be imperative. I saw in the chat here to contain Josh Allen in the pocket, no doubt about it. But when he extends the, the play, there are a lot of times where Josh Allen's like on the borderline of being out of bounds, and then we'll just throw a strike over the middle of the field mm-hmm. or throw a touchdown. It's like, and that makes it difficult on a defense too. Do you hit this guy knowing that you're so close to the sideline? You might get that personal foul penalty, but if you don't, he might throw a touchdown. So I've seen that a couple of times from, from Josh Allen, but he he's really good at just stressing a defense at all levels. But in the middle of the field on Saturday, look for, 
I expect some big plays to happen. And we saw it even last week over, you know, Devontae Smith was wide open in the middle of the field for Jalen Hurts last week. I do expect that to continue on Saturday, but look at that area of the field, see how the Bills attack it and see what the Bears can possibly do to just combat that and try to limit the big plays that happen there. That's a really good key. Makes me wish that Eddie Jackson was healthy, but uh, I'll, I'll digress. That would have been a big help over the middle uh, without question. All right, so those are our keys to success on both sides of the ball here this week against the Bills. And now it's time for our weekly Bears Bold Predictions brought to you by Green Ridge Farm. Nick, what is your bold prediction here this week? And you know what? This is not even that bold now that I'm reading it because of the two quarterbacks that are playing in this game. But I have Josh Allen and Justin Fields both scoring on 20-plus yard touchdown runs in this game. And again, for Justin Fields, that's like, you know, that's a cakewalk. He, he scores 60, 50-yard rushing touchdowns like it's nobody's business. Josh Allen, though, too, is very capable of getting out in the open field. And like I said, hurtling a defender, running him over. But I think in this one, you're going to see both quarterbacks break the pocket and then exploit the defense, getting a 20 or 20 or more, I should have put, uh, yard touchdown run in this game. I like that a lot. Uh, I know last week I went with some quarterback bold predictions and uh, we didn't reach the 300 yards total by QBs, but it was up there uh, for the Bears and the Eagles and amount of yards get up by a quarterback on the ground. Uh, for me, my bold prediction this week, I'm going to go for the defense. And boy, Nick, that I go bold. They're going to have another three turnover day uh, on the side of the ball. Uh, but one of them this week, since the offense didn't want to score after those takeaways, the defense will put it into their own hands. And I have Jaquan Brisker in a scoop and score touchdown here in the cold on Saturday for my bold prediction. Love it. Let's uh, let's get all these bold. Pre- when we have three games left, Will, let's just go three for three in our bold predictions and the season strong going into next year. Love it. Perfect. And before we kind of move on this show real quick, you see the graphic. If you're watching the show Green Ridge Farm, I have to tell you all about it. It's a Chicago local meat and cheese company that offers a better all natural option. Green Ridge Farm are the makers of all natural jelly meat sausages and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, and school lunches. Also have 16 grams of protein per stick. Perfect for a post-workout snack. And you can find Green Ridge Farm products at Costco, Sam's Club, and your local Chicagoland grocery store. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. Good stuff there, Nick. I want to let everyone know about Game Time, one of my favorite partners here at CHGO, because they are the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat that you thought you never could? The 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, it's all possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season uh, on the remaining Bears games if you want to brave the elements. Don't feel like you have to. Uh, and of course, game time was created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. So if you love CHGO, then you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description, both here on YouTube and on your podcast player of choice. So join over the 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and scored the best seats to all your favorite events. 
All right, this is the CHGO Bears podcast. Will DeWitt joined with me is Nicholas Moriano. We are previewing this Bears-Bills Saturday Christmas Eve matchup. We gave you our keys to success. We've talked about our bold predictions, and now it's time to share our weekly X factors. And Nick, I'll go ahead and start off with mine because it's already been mentioned a ton on this show, but it's the weather. Uh, And uh, I talked about uh, doing that guest spot yesterday. And when I was on it, uh, I kept hearing about a lot about how the Bills players don't really like playing in the cold, even though they're up there in Buffalo, which I thought was interesting, especially when I saw like the Justin Fields quotes about how he looks forward to the weather here this week. And so I think whatever team can handle the weather, who can deal with it best, will get an advantage in this game. And, you know, handling that those frigid conditions that's gonna be this crucial for both teams and you know buffalo nick we know buffalo's cold it can get cold like there's no question but i don't know if anything compares to chicago cold because of that lake wind that i swear to god like slices right through you it's the best way i can explain it so for me this week the weather is going to be the x factor yeah no doubt about it i know we had a super chat earlier from enrique 14 years ago today, coldest game in Chicago, 2017 W. Was that – who was that over? Was that the Packers? Or am I, like, completely missing that? Enrique, if you can jump in here and at some point and say who who that was against. But I wonder if this Saturday is going to break it Um, because, again, it is going to be uh, so damn cold. And I wonder, well, do we see Matt Adams out there shirtless again? Is he going to be shirtless out there on the field yes. in this? I bet he is. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, I'm going to go out there too. I'm going to go out there for a little bit and actually have the proper glove. I'm probably going to have like a face mask over everything to be prepared for that and see uh, exactly what the bears are going to be dealing with because it's going to be nasty. I remember the bears game that you went to with Ben years ago uh, and you were all bundled up. You had like the ski mask on. Yes. Yeah, that that one was that was supposed that was like on the verge of being one of the coldest games, but I think it like heated up two degrees before a kickoff <laughs> or something. So it wasn't the coldest. But yeah, I remember uh my friend Ben was like, Yeah, I don't know if I, I have toes anymore. I'm like, Yeah, same here. So <laughs> it's not the best thing you want to say during a game when it just starts, but it definitely was was a cold one. But we'll see what, what ends up happening. Um, we'll go to my X Factor though. You mentioned the weather. I'm going to go with this Bears secondary here, Will. This is, uh, we saw them perform pretty pretty well uh, for a majority of the game against the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Yeah, A.J. Brown had a big game statistically, but those are tough plays that he made. There were good catches, good throws, and it's not like Jalen Johnson was just giving it to him, like just letting him have these big plays, right? But how they're able to communicate in the secondary, especially now another game back for Jaquan Brisker, and Kyler Gordon, the impact they can create on this game as well. That's going to be huge. And we see something that we even saw last week that that does help the Bears in, you know, trying to stay in this game, contain this explosive offense. But how they can communicate in, you know, now you're seeing more Jalen Jones than you are of Kendall Vildor. We talked about that in our After Dark show, which was brought up by one of our, uh, you know, listeners, supporters, Austin there. So it's nice to see that young guys are going in there and making the most of their opportunities. So seeing how this Bears secondary can play and if they can, again, replicate and even be a little be better than they were last week, 
then you're you're making it more difficult for opposing offenses to score, and they're doing that well despite not having a pass rush. So kudos to that secondary and what they're doing this season. Uh, a million percent. And again, I think it's only going to help them. They're young, and they're getting a lot of good experience against quality opponents. And like you said, without a pass rush. So when that comes, and the Bears will have a pass rush again, and that'll be next year, hopefully then that should allow the secondary to play at an even higher level, uh, feeling even more comfortable and willing to take some of those chances and those risks. And all it is, and we've seen it happen, it's just it takes a, if you just get to that quarterback and shave off uh, a second uh, as he goes through that progression, like that just changes everything. And that's why the Bears had so many turnovers and takeaways during that 2018 season. All right, Nick, you ready to find out who has the edge this week? I, I feel like people know who has the edge this week, but we still have to tell people who has the edge this week. Yep, let's do it. All right, you're up first. Bears pass attack versus that Bills pass defense. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to go uh, in the Bills' favor on this one, and I know Justin Fields, he's showing more progress in the passing game, but I don't know who he's throwing to. I don't know who's going to be blocking up front for him or who where – these offensive line are going to be uh, again. They, I mentioned earlier that the bills have a defensive front. That's very experienced. I think that's going to play dividends in this game too. You have Leslie Frazier and uh, you have Leslie Frazier's defense. Who's been there. What since 2017. So they're experienced. They know exactly how to run, run the system. So leaning towards uh, the bills in this one. And again, we're going to that weather. It's going to affect things. The, the wind and how cold it's going to be. So going for the bills on this one. All right, not really surprised there. I have the Bears rushing attack versus that Bills run defense. And Nick, I'm going to give the edge to the Bears. Uh, David Montgomery, he's averaged around 14 carries for 52 yards over the last four weeks. Herbert should be back, and you've already talked about him, and we've already kind of discussed how, at least how I believe, uh, he is. We talked about the engine that makes the defense go this week. It was a three-tech in some ways, Khalil Herbert. I'm not going to say he's the engine that makes it go because the offense has been going without him, but maybe he's like a boost of nitrous here for the for the ground game, give the Bears just that little extra oomph uh, when they're attacking this defense on the ground. You know, Justin Fields, too, he said it last week after the game, he's gunning for that record. He wants that NFL record, so you know he's going to take his chances, and as long as he doesn't really force things too much, we should be really good there with Justin on the ground, and I think the only possible hiccup, though, is that, you know, the flex up front for the offensive line, like whatever changes are going to have to happen this week, is that going to be too much? Is that going to mess with the mojo? Or can the Bears still have, you know, a pretty good effort up front when it comes to, you know, their running uh, blocking too? And then when you just look at some stats, uh, Buffalo's defense, they've given up the fourth most rushing yards per carry over the last three weeks at 5.3. Mm-hmm. And on the season, the Bears averaged 5.4 yards per carry. So that's pretty much right in line with what to expect out of this Bears team. So I'm going to give the Bears the edge here on the ground. That's okay. We have one at least. And that brings me to the Bills rushing attack versus Bears rush defense. And, you know, Josh Allen is a big part of that. He's their leading rusher uh, on the Bills. And, you know, you factor that into the equation. You have, you know, Devin Singletary, James Cook. I, and I, I do expect a lot of running from both teams on Saturday. Well, I just think that's how it's going to shape out. Even though I think when you look at the Bills, it's not what they 
that's not their first priority like it is for the Bears to run the football. I still think you have to give this matchup, especially with the X Factor being Josh Allen, his ability to run the ball when things don't go his way in the passing game. So I'm going with the Buffalo Bills on this one. It's just, a, again, not a three-headed approach that you have to prepare for like you would with the Bears, but another wrinkle, uh, especially with a guy like Josh Allen, what he's capable of doing. So I'm giving this one to the Buffalo Bills. All right, and then to wrap things up here, Bills pass attack versus that Bears pass defense for me. Like you, Nick, I'm going to give this one to the Bills. No pass rush, probably no problem for Buffalo. Allen should have more than ample time. Uh, he has the ability to buy more time when the pass rush ends up making it there. He has the Allen does the fifth most passing yards in the league, the third most touchdowns in the league, the third best QBR in the entire NFL. They're one of the best teams passing the ball in the red zone, too. I think Allen had four passing touchdowns in the red zone last week alone. Stephon Diggs, as we talked about, going to be a challenge for anybody who's in coverage. Uh, he's eating more than most receivers in the NFL, too, here this year. And they all have those other four capable pass catchers, as I've mentioned. So can the Bears keep things up? Can they force some takeaways? Can they make the Bills earn everything down the field? Maybe but they're still more talented overall uh, than the bears and they should find plenty of production to help them win this game. So I'll give the bills the edge here uh, to kind of wrap things up. I, I did see too uh, that Steven uh, our producer mm -hmm. was able to get the, this week's uh, final uh, injury report in. So we have like the game designations here so we can pull that up on the screen. Uh, so this is a tweet from Kevin Fishbane. Uh, so we don't have any St. Brown, no Kendall Vildor or Trevon Wesco this week. Claypool's doubtful. So is Cody Whitehair and Jenkins. Uh, they did not practice today. Jalen Johnson, questionable, uh, which was, and he was limited today. That one kind of hurts. Uh, and then Stephen did add per Matt Eberflus, Khalil Herbert will officially be activated for this game. So we can now say instead of he should be back, he will be back, uh, which I think helps. Is there any injury that surprises you on that list or any one that's like, well, that's going to be like, that's the hard one to overcome here this week? Well, if Jalen Johnson can't go well. <laughs> okay, like there we go. You, uh, <laughs> that, that would be really, really bad for this one. And that would, yeah, that would put, you know, a lot of guys in positions that I don't think they're ready for at this point. But yeah, I see in the comments too, white hair probably won't play. Uh, well, another game for the Bears. That's another discussion, but he won't play this week for <laughs> sure. <laughs> doubtful. Um, but yeah, not having White Hair and Tevin Jenkins being doubtful. I doubt they play on Saturday. Um, again, we said that Larry Borum, uh, Alex Leatherwood, and Riley Reef have all been taking snaps inside. And now, once you know Saturday comes rolling along here, and they're in the you know pregame warmups, we'll see where guys are lining up at. But that is a wrinkle that, you know, now Khalil Herbert coming in, first game back in, in a couple of weeks now that you're going to have to get used to all these different linemen playing different spots. But easily, Will, to answer your question, Jalen Johnson. I know he's questionable. I think hopefully he gives it a go. But if he can't go, whew, good luck. <laughs> yeah, uh, a million percent with you. That one is uh, by and large the one that when I saw it, I was like, oh, boy. Oh, no. I, I didn't even ex like we didn't even talk about that, expect that. Uh, throughout the shows, that one, yikes, may, may have to update that final score prediction. We'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a couple messages to share, and then we're going to get to our final segments of the episode. So 
Uh, right now, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Uh, I love the same game parlays. They're easy and fast payouts. Uh, the player prop options. It's just a lot of fun to go through all of those. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And you get $150 in free bets if they do. So check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. And the more legs you add, the bigger the boost and the bigger your shot to win big. And of course, I love using the app. It's super easy. I've been coming through it you know, more times than not here throughout the holiday season, especially during NFL Sundays. Uh, and I just really enjoy my experience on it. And DraftKings uh, right now, of course, you should download the app today. Use our code CHGO. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and to get $150 in free bets if you do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And now I have to tell everybody about FOCO. Chicago, you've already got the best sports coverage for your favorite team. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. FOCO's got you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like tomorrow with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, FOCO. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? Hey, Christmas is a couple days away. Maybe you can get something on FOCO for that last-minute deal because FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. And like I mentioned, they have a whole bunch of stuff. And you can definitely check out everything they have at foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use promo code CHGO for 10% off. Good stuff there. I've pulled up the DraftKings app on my phone looking at some player props. Uh, we have some, but we don't have as much as I would like, but we can still make do with it. So, Nick, the first over-under for you here today is Josh Allen for passing yards at 224.5 in those conditions. Yeah, see, those can normal, like, you definitely take the over on that. Um, I'm going to go under. It, it, that's going to be maybe the controversial one, but I'm going to go under on that one. The conditions matter. What about the touchdowns at the Lions at 1.5 over under on that? Uh, we're going over on that. <laughs> uh, rushing yards for Devin Singletary is at 47 and a half over under. Ooh, 47 and a half Devin Singletary. Uh, we'll go over at like 48. What about for Josh Allen at 48.5? Ooh, that one's also interesting. Uh, He's yeah, he's capable of it. Let's go over on that one too. There we go. Uh, receiving yards, Stephon Diggs over under sixty five point five. Well, now that Jalen Johnson questionable, he's <laughs> not going into that game. hundred, no one's going into this game one hundred percent, right? But uh, yeah, let's go over on that as well. And then Dawson Knox over under twenty nine point five for the tight end. That was a big part of your key earlier. Yeah, we're going over there. Also, will. All right. Does. Uh, Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery, or Justin Fields score a touchdown on the ground? Any? Uh, yes, all do. three? Who? All three. All <laughs> well, three? Maybe not all three, but uh, one of those guys will score a touchdown on this one. Okay, so Montgomery's at plus 180, Herbert's at plus 185, and Fields is at plus 200. So Fields still provides a lot of good value there. 
Yeah, like if I were to make a same game parlay, I would do plus 220 anytime touchdown score for Justin Fields. Where's uh Josh Allen at? Where are you, Josh? Oh, plus 160. Oh, yeah, there you go. Plus 650 in a same game parlay for those two guys that have a rushing touchdown. I don't know. Seems like good value to me. Yeah, I, I like it. I wish they had some Bears players for player props. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe they're waiting on more of the Herbert news to kind of figure out where they wanted to put some of those rushing lines. But uh, as of right now, it's not there. Uh, you don't see it either. <laughs> yeah, it's all Buffalo Bills right now. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Dawson Knox, alternate receiving yards, Devin Singletary. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, I'll digress, but I like the one with uh, that you just made with both QBs to score on the ground at that plus 600, uh, 650 or whatever it was. Either way, it's, uh, it's tremendous value. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. And then, you know, if you probably add a couple more legs in there, you have that boost that we were talking about, like mm-hmm. get that money. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's get into our MVB predictions other than Justin Fields. That is the new preface for this segment or also just be the Justin Fields segment every week. So, Nick, at the end of the day, who is going to be the most valuable bear that is not number one? Yeah, I'm going with the guy that just got activated about a couple minutes ago and Khalil Herbert, uh, what he can bring to the Bears offense, explosive runs in a cold weather game that's going to be played on Saturday at Soldier Field. I'm going with uh, Herbert and what he's capable of doing there. Um, I think that, you know, the Bears did miss that uh, these past couple of weeks, not having him in the backfield, but getting him back, it's a huge boost. So I think he's going to be the MVP. And like you said, preface, not picking Justin Fields in this segment anymore because he literally is the MVP every single week. But I'm going with Khalil Herbert. There you go. So you're going to a guy that just got activated. So how would I go to a player that we just saw get added to the injury report and Jalen Johnson being questionable here today. <laughs> he was already here. He's in my nose. We're still rolling with it. And he's a tough son of a gun. Uh, so I am hopeful that he'll still play. But uh, obviously last week, if you look at what A.J. Brown did, like just his numbers, you see the yards. And you're like, oh boy, Jalen Johnson didn't have a good day. But if you go and you watch the tape and you watch the game, you'll you'll know that Johnson actually played a very good game in coverage against one of the best wide receivers in the league. And he's going to have to do it again here uh, this week. Uh, Last week, he was targeted 13 times. Jalen Johnson was blew my mind 13 times, but he only allowed seven catches and he did have three PBUs. Uh, And again, a big battle this week with Stefan Diggs. And uh, he has the toughest assignment of the entire unit. Uh, If he keeps Diggs relatively in check, uh, I think that's a huge win for the Bears, and it would be a big reason why they could be in this game to potentially win it. Uh, and Stephon Diggs does have six games this year with 100 or more yards receiving, but it, the last time that happened was seven weeks ago. Uh, so he has been someone that hasn't been as crazy pr- productive as he was earlier, but he's still damn good and putting up very consistent, really strong numbers. So Dalen Johnson has a big battle, and I expect him to show up. Literally, uh, in both the matchup and hopefully the game. So he's going to be my MVB other than Justin. Like it will. Uh, hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully he plays, man. Uh, obviously, he's been being – well, the thing is, too, now that I'm remembering being in the locker room and telling everybody on the podcast, the postgame show, like he, he needed help to just, you know, take off his jersey, take off everything. His fingers are all taped up. He was banged up. So we'll we'll see what – um what he's he's capable of doing and how how healthy he is going into this match. I mean, obviously, long season, but 
He, he's a, he's a fire. Like you just mentioned 100. All right. Who ends up winning the game here, Nick? We've talked about all of the keys. Who has the edge? We talked about some X factors who wins. Did the bears pull one off? No, well, they, they still don't, but I think it's going to be another close game. I don't, maybe it's last week's performance against the Eagles. That's leaning me in this direction. Maybe it's a cold, who knows? But I, I do have the the Bills winning this game, twenty four, Bears twenty. So covering that spread, I know someone put it in there, but uh, the Bears are not a tough out. There's only been a like what you think of the Cowboys game that got blown out. It's like it's not really what has been happening this season for a Bears team that doesn't have a lot around them. So I think in this one, being that it is a battle the elements type of game, the Bears are going to hang around. It's at home. They did it against the Philadelphia Eagles. They created those turnovers. That's going to be key. They can create those turnovers again. Then you're going to definitely be in this game. But I still have the Buffalo Bills coming out on top 24 to 20. All right. Just like you, Nick, I have the Bills winning. I'm at 21 to 14. I think the weather is going to hold them just to a few scores uh, and to kind of keep this game a little bit lower scoring than if it was just like a typical, you know, chill Sunday or Saturday in this case afternoon with, you know, typical weather. Yeah, I can see them putting up a lot more points, but this is going to be an entirely different animal to kind of deal with on uh, this Saturday afternoon. And it's just another week that the Bears are going up against another Super Bowl contender. So it's not a big surprise that we both have them uh, on the you know short end of the final outcome. And really, if the Bears want to win, the defense is just going to have to play like out of its gourd, and even more so than they did last week to give the Bears a real shot at it and we know the weather is the factor but at the end of the day i think the bears will just fall to a better team and hopefully they make it interesting like they did against the eagles instead of it being like a you know a blowout and then you just kind of check out early that would be a sad way to spend christmas eve and i'm hoping for a little bit more optimism when it's all said and done all right so that's who we expect to win but how confident are we for the bears to find a way to get this done obviously we're under five uh last week i was at a one uh, where are you at this week, Nick? Yeah, I'm at a uh, three for this game, Will. And I just saw, too, that the Bears promoted defensive back Harrison Hand from the practice squad to the active roster. And that's usually not a good sign for, oh yeah, what, what could happen for, with, with Jalen Johnson on Sunday, just in case he can't give it a go. I had a three, but if he can't play, you can put that down to maybe a one and a half where I probably was at last week. But uh, still the three, uh, again, I think the, the elements really factor into this one. It could have been really ugly if it was like a normal cold, just a normal cold game. This is not normal. This is frigid, uh, frigid temperatures. But I still have, um, you know, at a three, not very confident the Bears will come out with the victory, even though the score, like I have it a four-point game. But at the end of this, I know uh, the Bills will come out with the victory here. All right. I'm at a 2.5 myself, which – is very low, but technically it's more than double where I was last week before the Eagles game. So I think that's a testament to the Bears showing me enough last week so I can feel twice as good entering a game that I expect them to lose. So take that for what it's worth, but it's kind of where I'm at. So that's it really for like the meat and potatoes of today's show. I think there are like six questions that we have started up that we can throw on the screen here real quick. Uh, so... Turd Ferguson, oh, good old Turd Ferguson, great SNL character, uh, wants to know if we believe the Bears cover the eight and a half spread. And I think we both did in our final outcomes. So the answer is yes. 
Yeah, and you know, this would be so Bears like if like we saw what they did against the Eagles, they would have covered the spread there. And then this game, they completely get like blown out. It's like, oh, that's what we get for like maybe putting too much into last week. But yeah, we both have them covering. All right. What do we have next? Daniel wants to know, is Borum going to get playing time? Uh, sorry if I was already answered it. I don't know if it's like a million percent guaranteed, but based off of the inactives or who's going to be out this week, it, there's a strong chance, at least it looks like. Yeah, I think uh, just given the 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 fluctuation that's going to happen on this offensive line, I would expect to see maybe Larry Borm at some point, but yeah, it's just who they decide is the best five, right? Is it Riley Reef on the inside or like whoever it may be, uh, Larry Borm at right tackle, Reef on the inside, but yeah, I guess we'll know more come uh, come game day, which is uh, not the most, uh, I guess, the best answer for you. No. Uh, Hendricks, uh, if Flu said the three text the engine that goes for this defense and can expect Carter in the draft if he is there over Anderson. And I think we talked about that a little bit last night in our happy hour uh, that we – if that is the position that has like the top importance for the defense and you have a guy that's a potential generational talent sitting right there in front of you, it will be difficult to pass up on him, like without question. I think that's a good comment and a good thought. Yeah. And too, I mean, I'll, you know, it depends what they do in free agency, but mm-hmm. that's, that's a strong comment from coach Eberflus. Like the, we, we all knew the importance of the three tech position. They wanted to address that with Larry Ogunjobi, the, got justin jones so yeah if jalen carter's there it, it makes sense for what the bears are wanting to do defensively but i'll have to see what they do in free agency first uh brett has a question do you guys think that this game will have a similar feel to the bears vikings game at the university of minnesota and the freezing cold on that monday night the devon aroma should do game now that's a memory that's a throwback i know i remember that season yeah, that was a that was a weird one. Was that also the one where didn't Corey knock uh, Brett Favre out of that game, or am I thinking of something completely different now? I think it was, if my memory serves correctly, it was the Aroma Shudu game. The Corey had the play against Favre, and Devin got the return to break the record for most returns by a player. Yes, that that was yeah, that was all at the University of Minnesota. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's gonna be that type of weather but probably even i don't i have to go back and see exactly how cold it was for that one but that's also turf right at the university of minutes that's not that's not natural grass i'm pretty sure if, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken I, if i remember correctly yeah so um yeah but again it's gonna be one of those one of those games i'm gonna get on the field afterwards oh there you go that that was the game that Corey wooten knocked brett Favre out of the game with a concussion Go Corey. Shout out to Corey. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Our guy. I mean, getting slammed onto that kind of frigid turf, like it makes sense. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. You're, you're getting out of that one. Without question. I think uh, I saw this one from Devin come in. I haven't had a chance to address it in the chat, but it made me very happy to see. But uh, he's watching us from the hospital today because his wife delivered his first babies, and that is plural, last night. So, uh, you know, he, he also mentioned that hopefully the, you know, a better Bears team that when he's known and I'm right there with you with my own baby, I feel the same exact way. Uh, but congratulations, Evan. That's awesome. Like, that's tremendous. That's huge. And uh, definitely my best advice will be sleep when the babies are asleep uh, and uh, you, you'll figure out 
uh, when they're awake to get other stuff done. But definitely sleep when the baby sleeps. That's my best advice. Uh, and then he does have another Bears-related question about Justin Fields and how he's uh, been in the media room because he looks a lot more comfortable in the recent weeks. Uh, Nick, you want to test that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, early on it was a little shaky with Justin and how he would sometimes go to the podium and talk. But I think as of late, he's been he's been good uh, in terms of just answering questions, being himself. That was a big thing that he wanted to uh have come across when he does speak like a little bit of who he is as just a person. I think we've seen more glimpses of that um, recently. So that's good to see from Justin Fields. Obviously he's going to be here for a very long time. He's has to speak multiple times throughout the week. So um, even though the bears are not winning, he's still performing on the field. And I think that's also helping in him get up to the podium and, and, you know, speak after games or during the week uh, throughout the course of practice. So, He's been good, and you know it's been encouraging just to see from um, you know for people who tune in, thousands of people who will watch these press conferences. It's good to see. All right, and before we sign off, I know we were running a poll uh, throughout this episode. So, Stephen, you want to let our listeners to the podcast know what the poll was and what the results were? Of course. So the question was, which team will have a bigger advantage in the freezing temps this weekend? Bears, Bills, or neither team? The results. Pretty close. Neither team takes the uh, takes the win here with forty two percent. Bears was second with thirty percent, and Bills third with twenty eight percent. Wow, that's really close. But neither. Yeah, probably I not. Think it's, it's probably. I think it's interesting though because the Bills play on. They're the only team that uses this thing called a turf, which is completely different from what the Bears are going to be playing on. I feel like that could be a factor in, mm. you, you know, running and 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 taking hits and things of that nature. So it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. No, that's a really good point. See, I didn't know about like the, the turf and it being a little bit different over there in Buffalo. So yeah, playing surface matters. Uh, and mm-hmm. that definitely can have that extra wrinkle on top of just like being cold. No doubt about it. And like the Buffalo Bills have played in some crazy weather games. So like it was just snowing last and that, that was crazy. It was snowing last week um, or the game against the Miami Dolphins. And then they had that weird wind was it a win game where it was against the Buff or the New England Patriots? And they end up losing that game, I'm pretty sure, because all the Patriots did was run the ball. It was like an insane amount of runs. But, um, yeah, I mean, they played in some crazy weather games. And the Bears have played in a monsoon in week one. Mm-hmm. And it's been raining ever since <laughs> this whole Bears season, it feels like. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting how both teams can handle, you know, the the weather on, on Saturday. And the, here's the thing, too. We've talked about the weather throughout the entirety of the episode, which makes me believe it's going to have a pretty big impact because if I remember correctly, heading into that week one game versus the 49ers, we were talking about the potential of all this crazy weather and the rain and, well, it could be a factor and I think it will be. And then it really ended up being a like a huge factor of that game. So I think something similar is going to happen here this weekend. Nick, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, no, Will, I, I just hope that you and your family have a great Christmas. Enjoy the holidays and, um, you know, just, uh, yeah, stay warm and yeah, don't do anything uh, too crazy the next two days. It's going to be crazy weather out there, but uh, happy holidays to you and your family, to everybody who listens to the podcast, watches uh, the YouTube, um, you know, channel when we go live. Appreciate all of you and happy holidays. Well, I'll say thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. And the same goes to you and yours. I know. Uh, your weather, I think, is going to be slightly more extreme than where it's going to be where I'm at, but also 
who knows because it's weather and it can change uh, on a dime but regardless uh i appreciate it i think we're just going to kind of hunker down and watch a lot of christmas movies with the kids and it'll be a good use of our next couple of days here but i want to wish everyone to uh you know happy holidays and merry christmas here in the chat and to our podcast listeners i hope you've appreciated today's episode talking bears bills and you know, there's only a couple more games here to watch a couple more games here to preview so enjoy them while we have them because it's going to be a long but i think a very fun off season that's going to begin here in just a few short weeks uh, but that's going to do it for us here today uh, head over to allchcom slash diehard become one here uh, throughout the holiday right now we're doing gifts too so you can gift someone uh, a diehard package and it comes with like a sweet gift box too of a shirt some stickers some other goodies inside definitely just head over to allchshow.com for complete details uh, but we will see you after the bears bills game on saturday christmas eve for a little bit we're gonna do a post game show that game uh, for that game don't you worry but until then happy holidays and of course bear down chicago